Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports any way that he can. It's Mike Francis on. From the studios of WFN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on the 29th day of the month of April as we uh, say goodbye on a kind of clear, chilly day. The weather's been just brutal. April stinks in New York. That's all there is to it, you know. If you're, if you're a snowbird, you don't need to come back to New York till May. I mean, that's all there is to it. May is okay. You watch. We'll flip the switch in May and the weather will be good, but... April stinks. I mean, it's just terrible. Cold. I played golf Saturday morning, folks. Well, first of all, it was delayed two hours because we got so much rain Friday that the course wasn't open yet. Uh, it needed a couple hours to dry out. And I played at 10.30 on Saturday. And I got to tell you, I played into the coldest wind. I reached down in my golf bag, and I didn't even realize I had put this because I got a new golf bag last year. You know, with my, the, the, uh, my wife gave me that had my initials on it and stuff. Lighter bag, you know, the new kind of bag. And I reached down in there, and luckily I had an old hat that I used to keep in my golf bag that was an FAN Yankee ski hat. I don't even think they make it anymore. That's how long ago it was. Right? And I was wearing that on the golf course, and I never wear a hat. It, w- it was so cold. I'm telling you, it was like hitting into a 40-mile-an-hour wind the whole day. It was crazy how cold it was on, on Saturday, the wind and cold. And uh, the weather's just been terrible. Absolutely terrible. All right. We finally have digested the draft. You know the Giants are angry with me right now, so they're not talking to me, so we're not getting Gettleman. Um, the uh, uh, McCagnan will join us later in the show. They'll go over his draft. Um, we got everything else going on. Yanks get the day off. We'll get updates on their injuries. It looks okay. Uh, it looks like uh, Ursula and, and, and uh, LeMahieu are okay. Both could be back in the lineup. Tomorrow night looks like okay. Uh, I mean, Lemayu said he'd be back in the lineup tomorrow night. They have the day off. They've been playing great on the West Coast. Only lost one game so far, so they've done really well. Uh, the Mets got back, uh, you know, got got back to things, but they're you know they're keeping their head above water. They need to get their big two pitching better, and you hope Cano's not hurt badly. I added some on to check on Cano. They said Callaway will update at four o'clock. Cano's situation, so I don't know what that means, whether he's hurt or not. I don't know from the uh, the situation yesterday uh, where he had to come out of the game. So uh, we'll get you know, keep you abreast of that. Um, the Isles are down 0-2, complaining about everything from the layoff to the Brooklyn to the ice and everything else. So uh, and yesterday they they should have been up big in that game. That was the problem. That was, that was the problem. I actually watched. I actually watched that yesterday. I did. And I watched the Celtics, and the Celtics put on a clinic. I mean, an absolute clinic. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Game two of that series, either Milwaukee bounces back 
and plays like they did all year with a swagger and just buries the Celtics. If they don't, that's going to be a short series because Boston schooled them both ends of the floor, schooled them, taught them a lesson on how to play playoff basketball on both, and that includes the freak, on both ends of the floor. Al Horford's performance was unbelievable. It was textbook, textbook good yesterday. That's how good. The Celtics played brilliantly, uh, absolutely brilliantly yesterday. Uh, and uh, open that series uh, one nothing. All right. You heard a lot of stuff in these last couple of days about the, from the Giants. And two things really stuck out. One's the quarterback, and the second was we drafted all these wonderful people. You know, listen, what happened Saturday night to the Giants can happen to any team at any time with any player. We all know that. But when you go out of the draft and stress that we – God, unlike everybody else, unlike our past teams, we got the best bunch of guys in the history of the NFL, and then one of them gets shot that night. I mean, that's an ugly, uh, ugly coincidence for you. It really is. And then the guy with them gets killed. So I don't know where they were or what they were doing. I have no idea. None of the stories I saw even alluded to what they were doing or what happened or whether it was a fight or did something where they in the wrong place. Or I don't know anything. But luckily he's alive. And it looks like he's going to recover. The guy with him was killed. I mean, tragic stuff. But when you're sitting there bragging about how great the guys you you know you you're bringing in are, and then one gets shot that night, that doesn't look good. It really doesn't. I mean, that's just being unlucky is what it is more than anything else. Which is what happens when you're bad, you're unlucky. And right now the Giants are bad, so they're really unlucky. And the other is this whole thing of I've never seen a guy try to convince somebody of why I had to take a player. At the pick I did. I mean, basically telling you he knew what everybody else was going to do. <laughs> Who in the history of this league knows what everybody else is going to do in a draft? I mean, that doesn't even make sense. That's like absurdity that that's the case. But here's the point, folks. You're hearing all this nonsense. Just look at history. Look at what's going on. Look at where the league is now economically. Look at how the league works now financially. Don't go back 10 years, 20 years, 30 Look at how the league works, and you'll understand why you can see the handwriting on the wall here. The bottom line is, since 2008, there have been 15, Jones is the 16th, quarterback drafted in the top six picks in the draft. Do you know how many of the 15 previous ones sat in their first year? None. Zero. Now, let's take it back to 2004. 20 quarterbacks taken in the top six. Because remember, you're taking someone that high. Now, with the way things work economically and with the whole three-year thing, you're paying guys. Number two, you're in a different economic world than you were in the past. So, doesn't go back and tell me about history 30 years ago. Or tell me about a guy you took on the second round. Or tell me about a quarterback on the third round. Or tell me about a quarterback you took 25th. When you take a guy sixth, you have made a huge financial, emotional, every kind of commitment you can make to that player. That's why they all play immediately. 15 out of 15. Now let's go back to when Eli was taken. Eli, 2004. Rivers, 2004. Both taken that draft. If you remember, Roethlisberger was taken 11th. Okay? Eli went one and Rivers went four. The last quarterback to not play in his first year, drafted in the top six in a draft, the only one of the last 20 is Rivers. Why? Two reasons. Number one, he held out. 
And number two, they still had Drew Brees. They hadn't yet parted with Drew Brees. They actually had three quarterbacks. You want to go before that, Carson Palmer didn't play, and he was the only one of the five before that who didn't because they had Kittner, and he sat his first year, started the second year. Even Russell, who came into the Raiders out of shape and held out into the opening of the season, played three games that year. And he was terrible, and he was out of shape, and he played three games. But go through 2008 and go look at any of the quarterbacks taken with what is a top of the draft pick. And every one of them, including one named Manning in 2004, every one of them started the next year. And most started the whole season. There were a few that didn't see every game. Like Goff didn't see every game played, started seven. That's a rarity. That's a rarity, a guy starting seven. Stafford started 10, Goff started 7, every other guy since 2008 started the whole season. Not one of them sat at all. So when you get the Giants, who are, start, who are filling the air with baloney, I mean, every time you turn around, and try to tell you that he's going to sit for three years, I mean, yeah, yeah, come on now. First of all, you'd have blown the whole contract. Secondly, no one takes a quarterback that early and sits him, economically or any other reason. When you take a quarterback, and let me tell you other words, the words that we use, when you call a quarterback your franchise quarterback, I'm in love with him, he's a franchise quarterback, that means that it's goodbye to anybody else playing the position. You already called him a franchise quarterback. You made it very clear where your future lies, and your future will start just as soon as there's any pressure, which means you're not winning. So here's what Gettleman and Sherman have for them. They'll put a team out there that's not very much improved, that's chased away a bunch of players last year, and has to play a bunch of kids this year and didn't get the big pass rush that they needed in the worst way. And if they somehow win, well, then Eli will play. As soon as he doesn't, and Eli knows this, he goes to the rookie. Why? Because that's what you do in this league. You start your franchise future as soon as you possibly can because if you picked a quarterback at six, it meant you were ready searching to start your new future. And he's already called him a franchise quarterback because when you pick him six, you can't call him anything else. You've made an enormous commitment. The Giants, who have holes everywhere, and needs everywhere are carrying a surplus of, of assets allocated to a quarterback position. And if you're Eli Manning, the guy you needed to step in from that sixth spot and help you immeasurably can't help you at all. All he can do is replace you. And he knows now, as everyone else does, that's the future. And you have a thousand percent better chance that this guy plays seven or eight games this coming year than you do that he ever, ever, ever sits the preposterous notion, comical notion of three years. That is such a farcical statement. It's amazing that anybody working in the league made it. You can't even find a guy in this new NFL who has sat a quarterback picked in the top six in the last 13 years.
So the baloney the Giants are trying to feed you, they've been trying to they've been trying to shovel it out there for a long time. From the I didn't get him or sign him, I didn't sign him and give him this deal to trade him, which we knew was baloney, and we found out that everything else is baloney. And what you have right now is a mess. Because you didn't improve the team enough for it to be about this year. And I guess it's, it's sit around and wait for it to be about the future. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.